today I want to welcome you to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast, where each week we are excitedly connecting the dots between the Lordship of Jesus Christ and our everyday lives, We're really desiring to make Him Lord of everything. And I'm especially excited once again to have a dear friend of mine, uh, Dr. Ray Self, uh, to come and be with us today as we're talking about valuing the prophetic and uh, and just gleaning uh, from his life and ministry. In fact, Ray, welcome uh, and Thank you. Uh, appreciate you being with us. We're, you. If you're watching this podcast, you just missed two amazing days of prophetic <laughs> impartation. Uh, we had Ray and uh, Joe Warner, a couple of the men from our network of related pastors who came up for an event we call Week One, uh, which is an exciting a time each year here at Living Stones where we just humble ourselves before the Lord and we seek His face uh, and we uh, we just cry out for more. But we have some of our prophetic uh, friends come in and just minister personally to our people. And it is an amazing time of encouragement, amazing time uh, of really getting launched into uh, a brand new year. So Ray, just for our guests who might not know you as well as I know you, talk a little bit about uh, your, your background and especially as it relates to you know, moving in the prophetic, which is a which is a gift that God's blessed you with. Well, thank you. Appreciate you having me here. Yeah. Um, yeah. My name is Ray Self. I'm originally born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. I was a very traditional Christian. I was a good old Southern Baptist boy. Loved my Southern Baptist Absolutely. brothers and friends, and I uh, was raised in the Southern Baptist Church. Went to Sunday school and church, sang my hymns, and uh, sat in my wooden pews and. Uh, yeah, um, did all of, did the uh, Sunday school and what was it, Royal Ambassadors, Vacation Bible yep. School, all the traditional stuff. One day, make a long story short, back in the mid thirties or so, life got very difficult for me, extremely difficult. Went through a, uh, sort of a nightmarish time in my life. Yep. In the midst of all that, I met someone called the Holy Spirit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in an extremely significant way. I, wow. I was a uh, Somebody just literally took me to the Word of God, and a friend of mine said, uh, Hey, Ray, have you ever heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And being a good old Baptist, and I love my Baptist friends, yeah. I said, uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he just opened up the book of Acts and started showing me Acts 1 and uh, <laughs> Acts chapter 8, Philip and Samaria, and the apostles yeah. going up, yeah. and Acts 19, and uh, something said, uh, You need that, Ray. And, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, you know, and probably a lot of our listeners can can relate. The Holy Spirit's name is the Helper, right? And it's interesting how sometimes it's not till we're at the end of our rope and, and really hurting and broken and and desperate uh, that we realize, hey, uh, there's a Helper out there. His yeah. name's the Holy Spirit. Let, me, let let him introduce himself to you, you know. Uh, and, and as it was the case certainly in your life, so that was a powerful encounter with the Lord. It, it, it was a crossroads in my life. Yeah. I mean, literally just looking in Scripture and seeing, all of a sudden, seeing things that I haven't paid attention to before. Somebody laying hands on me to be baptized in the Holy Spirit literally, literally changed my life. I mean, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was a saved Christian. I was definitely a saved Christian, but this baptism of the Holy Spirit changed my life. Yeah. And then, the, i never forget this. When, when the guy, he laid his hands on me, Lord, I baptized my brother with the Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit came on me in an extremely powerful way. Yeah. And then when he finished, he said, Ray, I want to tell you a few things. Said, what? He said, well, you're going to look at the Word of God and see things you've never seen before. I said, yeah. hmm, really? He said, you'll lay hands on people that are sick, and you'll watch them get healed right in front of your eyes. I said, hmm, okay, okay. And he said, you might have some funny language in your mouth. And uh, don't let the devil tell you his gibberish. And, uh, and everything he told me 
happened. Uh, well, just an incredible, incredible time of my life. I might add, everything he told you comes right out of the Bible. He right does. Out of the book it of does. Acts. Absolutely. You know, the laying on of hands and uh, mm -hmm. the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Of course, John the Baptist said there was one coming who was far greater than him who would baptize in the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and the Jesus being the one who's going to baptize us. So these are all things. That it's almost like the Bible became alive to you and you experienced things you'd never seen before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Changed my life. And then that's when the prophetic started to flow, although I didn't really know what it was. I was right. very immature, very inexperienced. So I go from a Baptist church, which I love dearly, yeah. to a full-blown, absolute charismatic church. I don't know if you remember the Vineyard Churches. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I went from a Southern Baptist to a yeah. Vineyard Church. Yeah. Said the church couldn't understand why they sang so much. In fact, nobody wore a suit. I couldn't find my hymnal. It was really you know. <laughs> Well, and I love the two extremes, you know, because we like to highlight yeah. the the, uh, the incredible contributions of yeah. the various streams of the body of Christ. But right. thank God for our Baptist mm -hmm. Friends, the founded the oh, Word Foundation, the the uh, the Witnessing and Salvation Foundation, Salvation, and then absolutely. thank God for the Vineyard Movement. Some of you might not be familiar with with John Wimber and the Vineyard Movement, but just when I think of people who uh, really moved in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, he's got to be right up there at the top of the yeah. list. Just yeah. incredible uh, anointing on his life, and and came from a completely unchurched background. Yeah, um, the complete opposite of where many of us were raised in the church. He wasn't raised in the church, and yet he encountered such a, a powerful move of the Holy Spirit in his life. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm I'm just I'm just in love. I, I'm in love with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he glorifies Christ. Amen. He always glorifies Christ. But I just know what happened to me, and uh, it's kind of like the Apostle Paul. You know, he would just. He would just keep telling people, well, just let me tell you what happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> Going down this road, <laughs> yeah. and, and I meet this man called Jesus. And to me, uh, what I think it was Oral Roberts said one time, he said, a man with an argument is at the complete mercy of a man with an experience. Amen. Amen. Yeah, how do you how do you argue? You know, like like the like you said, the man that was once blind now he sees. He doesn't have yeah. an argument for how that happened. He just knows he can see. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, and that's Absolutely. really the way the, the Holy yeah. Spirit yes, works. Sir. He just he reveals as you mentioned, he reveals Jesus to us. Right. And I always tell people, you, you really cannot be too uh, Holy Spirit focused. I've heard people criticize charismatic churches of being too Holy Spirit centered or focused. But And, I, and the reason you can't be uh, is because the Holy Spirit's role is to point us to Jesus. Yeah. So if you're focused on the Holy Spirit, you're going to be in love with Jesus. And, uh, and Jesus reveals the Father to us. And so uh, it all works together yeah. in, in, in beautiful harmony. Um, but but one of the things you know, Ray was with us last night. We had a special gathering of our of our ministry heads and leadership. And I love to bring a prophetic ministry in to just to minister to those who are on the front lines uh, of the battle. And uh, and I asked Ray just to share a little word on the prophetic and and then to impart to us and and uh, activate and. And then minister to our team, and and you shared some amazing, uh, simple truth, but profound truth from Scripture. Maybe I, I know for me it was it was eye opening once again. But I asked Ray just to to highlight some of those things. I think it'd be very helpful for our listeners because over the years, you know, here at Living Stones, I I've come to incredibly value the Holy Spirit, yeah. as you do. Um, I, I you know our church has been transformed by a move of God and by an fresh encounters with the Holy Spirit. And um, and I, I always try to demystify and take the, yeah. you know, take the weirdness out of out of, of right. the beauty of the Holy right. Spirit. And I, I felt like you 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 did that last night. So talk to us. You know, one of the things that, that hit me was just that the command to uh, from the Bible it is a command to pursue 
prophecy um, and to pursue gifts. Talk to us a little bit about that, because I've never seen, seen it in that light before. Well, to me, um, I think the Apostle Paul, sometimes we make him too complex. I think he was actually pretty clear and simple. Yeah. He, he gave us uh, instructions concerning spiritual gifts. Yeah. And to me, I asked the students last night, you know, your leaders at the church, like yeah. I said, do you believe the, the Bible is the Word of God? Do you believe it's true? Do you believe yes. you should do what it commands? Yes, yes, yes. So, so what do you do with 1 Corinthians 14, 1, when it says, pursue love? Okay, I got that. I got, you know, love. Right. I love you, brother. I love you. Um, <laughs> desire earnestly spiritual gifts. Yeah. That's a commandment. It's not, it's not saying I wish you would desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you would prophesy. And then he goes on and he talks about the one who prophesies edifies the church. The one who speaks in the tongue edifies himself. Yeah. As a matter of fact, 10 times he mentions this gift. And then you go to verse 39, and in King James, I really like it. He says, do not forbid speaking in tongues, but covet to prophesy. Now, he didn't say covet gifts of healing or coveting discerning of spirits. or right. covet. He didn't even say even covet tongues. Yeah. He said covet to prophesy. And to me, you know, meditating on that and actually praying about that, I was asking God, so God, what about healing? That's a great gift. What about salvation? What about, these are incredible gifts. And then it's like the Lord just said, Ray, there's nothing more important than my voice. Yeah. I'm absolutely. thinking, what's more important in our life than hearing God? And, and, and even to backtrack a little bit here, when the Bible says pursue love, yeah. that, you know, that's not optional, obviously. The no. greatest of these is love, right? No. Um, but the very next words there, our eagerly desire spiritual gifts, and then, as it says here, especially prophesy, be able to prophesy. So, talk about that for a little bit, because um, what the, the New Testament nature of the prophetic really, to me, dovetails with the command to pursue love, because uh, it's not a judgment thing. You know, sometimes I think people look at the Old Testament prophets, and many times they were delivering yeah. judgment, and rightfully so. They were they were speaking to wicked people, wicked right. nations, right. and right. and bringing the the, the the judgment of God's coming. Right. But that's not the nature. You, you talk last night about an important principle about the cross, and talk talk about that a little bit. That was so helpful. Well, in, in the prophetic, you know, and to me, sometimes the prophetic gift, just like because we're human. It's like an, an old Clint Eastwood movie. Sometimes you'll see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. Okay. <laughs> but the good part is you we prophesy on on the right side of the cross. Yeah. We have the finished work of Jesus Christ, which has defined us, which has fulfilled the, the law, which has done everything for us. And so prophecy has to come after the finished work of Jesus Christ and glorifying and in, in agreement with the finished work of Jesus Christ, where the Old Testament prophets didn't have the finished work of Jesus Christ right. yet. It was yet to come. So, so the cross so a big difference. represents the, the fact that Jesus Christ took our place, took our curse, took the judgment of God for our sin right. on himself. And so now we're going through the cross the other side of the cross absolutely and on the other side of the cross you know as i'm in and you know of course just watching the prophetic last night with yep. you and joe watching people break down and cry watching people experience breakthrough um joy that's because the word that's coming is a word of encouragement it's a word of uh, uh, exhortation it's a it's a word of uh uh sometimes reading someone's heart in terms of what's what's been going on inside of them and that's totally different than, you know, uh, you're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's different than the Old Testament prophecy. By the way, guys, the 70 years are all going into captivity. You know. Yeah. Um, no. This, according to Paul, it, the prophecy edifies us and it, yeah. it exhorts us. It comforts us. Yeah. That's, we call it the three effects of New Testament prophecy. Wow. To me, the biggest thing is it builds your faith. Yeah. I mean, especially when somebody gives you a prophetic word 
and it, you know it's from God and it's confirming something God's been trying to tell you, then your faith just goes up off the Richter yeah. scale and it glorifies Christ. Now, just as an example, you know, this is what I love last night. Uh, my niece uh, stayed in town. She's from Fort Wayne. <laughs> yeah. She and her husband Scott, and um, and she stuff. loves the Lord. He, they both do, and and uh, and, and she's very prophetic. Uh, she 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 sees things, and in fact, that's something I want to backtrack on. Just what it, what does it mean when we say someone's prophetic? But she she sees things, and you know, God gives her dreams, and and uh, they had just had a discussion within the last month. Uh, evidently, when Scott was a young boy, there were two things he wanted to be when he grew up. Some people wanted to be firemen, police officers. He wanted to be a roofer. Evidently, he liked climbing on roofs. But he also had a, in his heart uh, to be a pastor. Now, this is interesting because uh, he's very pastoral. He loves people. He's very gentle. He's very tender and kind, compassionate, all the things that you think of when someone's pastoral. But they had just talked about what does this mean and where, where are we headed and what, what's God's calling on our life. And, of course, you didn't know any of that, but the Holy Spirit inside of you knows all things. And they came up, and I guess one of the things that you asked them was... Uh, the Lord just, uh, I just got, saw a pastoral call. And I, I believe when it came up, I just said, Pastor. And he just, he just you know, yeah. stiffens up, and then the Lord began to... To show me things about the pastoral call on his life, and I was just speaking the impressions the Holy Spirit was giving me by faith. Yeah, Amen. And then your niece, right? And yeah. then the Lord, I, the Lord, and I just looked at her and I, and I said, "I see the prophetic. I see the prophetic." And all of a sudden, she's weeping, and he's weeping, and uh, and the Lord. <laughs> it was really it wasn't something they'd never heard before. <laughs> yeah, but it was confirmation. If you look in the Bible, God was constantly confirming His word. How many prophecies did we get about Jesus before He even came? Yeah, yeah. and even Jesus would keep confirming, confirming, confirming. Yeah. So, so many times, prophecy is a confirmation. So here's a young couple. They're, they both love the Lord. They're trying to search things out. They're yeah. trying to navigate, right? right? And all of a sudden, they show up at a meeting. A man that they've never met before says, you know, uh, you have a pastoral call. And yeah, and by the way, you're prophetic. Mm -hmm. And the response, there was, a, there was a strong response. Share that a little bit because it, it gives was cute. Well, it was really, <laughs> it, was, it was, I want to say cute, but it was really more than cute. It yeah, was powerful. It was. And it so... Was. And, and I, I will say this, in the prophetic gift, once you, you give a prophecy, if, if you're flowing in that gift and you release it, sometimes it's difficult to remember because the words I gave were not for me. They were for them. Yeah. And that happens a lot. If you flow in a prophetic gift, sometimes unless somebody writes it down, you may not remember what you said because you're just saying it's just the Holy Spirit speaking through right. you. But interesting enough, I do remember them because when I, when I spoke, um, the reaction was so strong. I mean, you could just see... It's like you could just sense the Spirit of God resting upon them and the tears, and then they couldn't stand up. They, <laughs> next thing I know, they're, they're on their knees, and then they're on their face, and they're weeping. I mean, she's got a puddle on the carpet of tears. <laughs> I'm trying to find a tissue. Somebody give me a tissue. But oh. it, was, it, wasn't just, it wasn't flesh. It was like the Spirit of God just resting on them. And, yeah. uh, it was like a holy weeping. Yeah. It exactly. wasn't a sad weeping. It was a, a holy, you know, it was a prayer to what my mother used to call it, you know, prayerful tears. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens, you know, when the Holy Spirit touches us. And, I, and, and that's, you know, Joe was sharing stories. You were sharing stories. Yeah. And they, they all encouraged my heart. But, but what gets me more than anything, Ray, is when uh, it reveals the compassion of the Father. 
and the love of God that he that he would know exactly what's going on in your life and that he would choose through someone who doesn't even know you just to speak a word of encouragement that just when those things come together it's a right. convergence of of the right. love of the father and revelation right. and Right. And God's compassion and insight, and, and, and sometimes it leaves you in a, just a, a, a pool of, of mess, messy tears and, and brokenness. But it is, I love what you said, it is a holy moment uh, because it's, it's yes. birthed out of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And uh, it, just to watch that, to be around that, to be used by God. And maybe that's another point. You know, one of the things I, I encourage you guys to do last night, it was so great, was to really activate the prophetic gifting and talk about that you know you gave a good example of course the bible talks about you know if you ask for uh you know a, a, a fish you know a bread does he give you a stone or you know yeah, a serpent exactly. you know all yeah. that of course not why would god's a great father if you if you as earthly fathers know how to give good gifts how much more do i know how to give good gifts talk about that though like why would god god wouldn't encourage us to pursue something that he had no desire to bless us. Well, first, you know, we have the commandment to earnestly desire to prophesy, okay? Mm -hmm. um, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, they follow me. So a logical question is, how am I going to follow my shepherd if I can't hear his voice? Yeah. How do we, well, we have the word of God. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. he does speak through the word of God, but the author of the word is alive and he's still directing us and yeah. he's speaking to us. Yeah. So to me, the gift of prophecy, just to be clear, is the Lord speaking? Right. It okay. And sometimes, honestly, sometimes people get in their flesh and they mix it up because we're human beings. But it's the Lord when it's given right. correctly. It's the and, Lord. And you speaking. made it clear, you know, and we've talked about this before. Uh, the word of prophecy or the gift of prophecy never replaces, contradicts the the, the scriptures as the Absolutely. final authority, the spoken word of the Lord. Yeah. But 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 we need, you know, like in this situation with this young couple kind of sensing, Lord, what are you doing? And what is the call on our lives? They could read in the Bible about, you know, what pastors do, or they could read about what the prophetic is. But if this was a now word, this was a word, right. the Lord speaking to you at that moment, right. to them at that right. moment. Right. And, and that is different than the, the written word. And, and it's necessary. It's a necessary complement to the written word. Yeah, and it, 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 it is confirmation. And confirmation builds our faith and it glorifies Christ. And so the gift should be nothing but, but glorifying Christ yeah. and building a church. Everything points to Christ. Yeah. If it doesn't if it doesn't sound like something Jesus would say or Jesus would do, throw it out the door. Right. Jesus right. said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But as far as imparting it, you know, so last night we were imparting this gift. Yes. They said, well, that's kind of strange, imparting a gift. Well, in 1 Peter 4.10, it says, is each has received a gift, employ it for one another. So there's two principles there. You receive, you give it away. You can't give away something you haven't received. Right. And then we have this in, in Timothy, where it says that um, it's the Second Timothy, First uh, Timothy four fourteen. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed through you on prophetic utterance. Yeah, and, and so how is that? Uh, that that might be something that people have, have never thought of, but. So spiritual gifts can be imparted through the laying on of hands. That's what the Bible says. If, so if you had a gift uh, and the Lord was wanting to release that in somebody else, that's where we, we literally touch someone, lay yeah. hands on someone. There's yeah. a transference yeah. of, of uh, gifting and anointing. And that's really what we were practicing last night is right. just increasing, stirring up the gifts that God's right. placed within us. Right. And it was amazing. I mean, so many people heard from God. It was, it was amazing. So the principle is... Uh, God wants us to receive spiritual gifts and use spiritual gifts because the Bible says, and Paul said, the manifestation of spirits for the common good. Yeah. And so it's actually selfish 
not to receive and use a spiritual gift. So the prophetic gift that I have is not for race self. It's right. for you. It's not it's, so you can put a title after your name no, or build not. a big platform and put about how awesome you are. It's really about blessing and encouraging the body of Christ. That's right. Even last night, it wasn't for me. It was for your leaders. Right. That's what the gift was for. It wasn't for Ray. It wasn't for you. It was for them. Yeah. And that's why we're to pursue it. Because Paul was all about the church, the benefit of the church as a whole. Yeah. And not to be self-centered. That's why he kept who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Right. But he who prophesies edifies the church. Right. He said, well, it's good to edify yourself, but it's even better to edify the church. That's good. Yeah, and that was wonderful. And, and even as you said, we paused, okay, who received a word from, from somebody that prayed for you that we thought was right on? And we heard just amazing testimonies. Yeah. And, yeah. and the and the goal of every everyone was... You know, if you ask somebody, are you, are you encouraged? Are you are you strengthened? Has this been a good experience? Yes. Everybody felt encouraged and their faith was built up. And so that's powerful. Now, you know, one of the questions people have, you know, when it comes into, well, what, is it, what does it look like or feel like or sound like to hear the voice of God? And, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks in a lot of different ways. Talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, like when you're when you're getting ready to pray, say you're going to pray over over me, or there's a, tonight we're going to be ministering to people. There'll be a line of people. Someone will come walking up. You've never met them before. Walk us through that process. What what are you doing? How how do you hear from the Lord? And how do you release what what you feel like God's saying? Well, the the, the key for me has been just years of practice. It's, it's when you you practice it, hearing, and I even tell my students. You can practice hearing the voice of God. There'll be times you think it's God speaking, and it's not. It's just your right. imagination. I've always said you have three people talking to you all the time. You can talk to yourself. Yeah. Demons will try to talk to you, and the Holy Spirit is talking to you. Yeah. And I pretty much believe, not pretty much, I do believe, I believe God's broadcasting. We just don't tune in. Right. I mean, get, getting on the right frequency. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing so. To me, I pay very close attention to this script, the scripture that said in Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. So I pay very close attention to thoughts that are just would not would not come into mind. Who was the couple that has the business called Integrity uh, last night? There was a, I, w I was talking to a, a couple and I, and I kept hearing the word integrity. I said, I, I believe you're moving in integrity. You're, you're flowing in integrity. The Lord, you, you're people, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're working in integrity. I heard this word, and then when I finished, they looked at me and they said, you don't understand. We have a business, a family business, and it's called Integrity. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was like, wow. But that word... So again, that was a key word. It, 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 it came out of nowhere. It meant sort of a popular. lot to them because that's yeah. the name of their business. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that, again, they leave going, wow, you know, God, God is recognizing what we're doing. God is pleased yeah. with what we're doing. And God pointed that out just to encourage us to keep doing the same. So, well, the key the thing to me was it was a thought that came out of nowhere. Another thing I try to do is I pay very close attention to first impressions. Because mm -hmm. if I wait and I try to figure it out, I just get into analysis, paralysis, yeah. and it becomes flesh. Yeah. So you have to go with it and let it flow. So sometimes you have, to, you have to gamble sometimes. You have to take a risk. And that's faith on our part. It is, right. Because we're wondering, what if this is wrong or whatever? And what's this gonna, you know, I don't want to embarrass right. myself or whatever. Yeah. But but you, you talk about the, the way sometimes you said it's it's a word uh, like like the word integrity. Sometimes it's a picture. Yeah. Uh, talk about that or an image or or God will show you a, a, a picture of a yeah. certain thing. Yeah. Really funny story was we were my, my wife we were sitting with a group of uh, people from our church one time and my wife was sitting next to me and she taps me on the shoulder and she goes Ray I have a word 
So I'm thinking, oh, wow, my wife's got a prophetic word. This sounds really great. And so I said, Christy, you have a word? She, yeah, I got a word. So I said, well, give it, Christy. She goes, yellow. I went, <laughs> and she goes, and that elaborate. Was, <laughs> and that's all she said. She said, I just heard yellow. And then all of a sudden, another person in the, in the group said, I see a flashing light, like a, a caution light. And somebody else said, you're, you're getting ready to make a decision. The Lord is saying, be cautious. Uh, and the lady began to weep and cry. And sometimes we know in part, we prophesy in part in 1 Corinthians 13. So sometimes we just get a part of it. Right. And so it it's... Yes, yeah, the, the word yellow by itself didn't <laughs> no, it make me laugh. that me? But then, okay, now we got caution. Now we got somebody else that gets a little more. That's what the yellow obviously means. It's a stoplight, traffic light, uh, it, it all comes together. But sometimes there's a foolishness. I, I remember um, we were praying for a gal when I was in college, and the Lord just gave me a simple number, and it was the number four. Yeah. And I thought, Lord, you know, that's all you got for? And... Uh, <laughs> and, the, and I literally heard the Holy Spirit say, that's fine. You can go ahead and pray your religious prayer and watch nothing happen. Or you can trust me. Right. And when I shared the number four, it was like the, <laughs> the cork went off of this gal. But the number four was significant. She said, that's my number. That's my number. That's my number. She kept saying that. She had been sexually abused at the age of four. Oh, wow. She had never shared publicly what had happened. And that brought about an incredible healing in her life. Mm. Because it, all it was was a nudge. That meant nothing to me. The Holy Spirit didn't tell me what happened right. to her. He just gave me a number. Right. And then I had to share that number, which seems so so foolish. Uh, and yet God uses the, our foolishness to demonstrate his wisdom. You, And that's a good point. You can train yourself to hear the voice of God. Um, a mother will train herself to hear her child. I mean, a, a mom can hear her baby right. whimper in three rooms over in the house that nobody right. else can hear. There can be a hundred children on a playground and her one her child begins to cry and she can hear that voice, okay? Yeah. Yeah. You can train yourself to hear the voice of God with practice. Again, so many people are afraid of being embarrassed, which actually is pride. Right. That's pride yep. that they won't release a word. Yep. But even if you were to give a word that maybe was not good, the person receiving it, he's got the word of God. He's got the Holy Spirit. He can judge that word. Right. Our so, job is just to be the delivery boys and girls. To the best right? of our ability. And it does. it is a gamble sometimes. It's a risk. But what I found out, God is so faithful. If you're willing to step out, almost, I mean, I would say over 90% of the time, it's going to be the Lord. Yeah. And what do we, what do, we do in practical terms to cultivate uh, you know, like it, Joe shared with me one time, hey, I'd like to do prophetic activation. And it was for a, a large group meeting. I said, no, don't do prophetic activation because I'm going to have to clean up all these messes uh, because some people don't need to be prophetically activated. They need they need a lot of other work in their life before that. In yeah. other words, yeah. in other words, this isn't like a toy we run around and play with. It's not. What, what would you say to somebody who's really wanting to cultivate uh, a listening ear? I mean, a lot of that has to do with our lifestyle, our character. I mean, what, what are some practical helps you would give us to to working on us so that we can be conduits? I actually encourage start small and simple. Yeah. Ask God questions. And this is, don't laugh, but literally, God, will you please tell me where my car keys are? Just like, tell me where I put my car keys. <laughs> and, uh, and, just, and just be still. And pay attention to the pressure. And literally, you, you ask him, and if you get still, he'll tell you where your car keys yeah, are. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that's minor, but little things like this in practice. And then 
practice praying for people. And as you're praying, have, you know, be speaking, but be listening at the same time. Yeah. That's what I encourage people to do. Um, I love to minister in teams because, like I say, while you're praying, I'm listening. Yeah, God's yeah. giving me a download. And then while I'm praying, you're listening. And it's just a good way to flow back and forth. And you can pray in the natural until the supernatural kicks in. Yeah. And, and that's the way to do it. But to me, it was just simple things. Um, just simple things. I remember when I was a kid, I was like 12 years old. I loved to play baseball. And I had, if you remember when you're a kid, you get you have your baseball glove, yep, and that's precious. That oh, baseball yeah. glove, you got it molded to your hand, you oil it, and all this sort of stuff. And you, and I remember carrying that baseball glove wherever I went. You know, that was my thing when I was a kid. Yep. And one day I lost it, and I lost my baseball glove, and I was crushed. Oh. And so my mother said, Ray, let's let's pray and ask God where your baseball glove is. I'm yep. like, really, mom? Yeah. Like God cares about lost baseball bits. So we prayed. And I got a picture of my glove laying in the front yard of my neighbor's house. And I just I said, okay, mom. And I walked over to my neighbor's really quick and there it was. Wow. And I think that's so simple, but God God cares about the small yeah. things. And what I love is here, here your mom, a godly woman, directing your attention toward yeah. the Lord. Yeah. You and uh, uh, a, a young boy like molded clay, right? you know, and, and you still remember that experience. I still remember. I still never forget it. So you're like, you know, well, why would God do that? Well, because he's trying to touch a young boy's heart and show him that baseball Love. myths matter to God, too. But more importantly, that was a that was a formative moment really for your calling, because because now that's something that you've been able to move in and bless people. The Lord, allow the Lord to bless people through you uh, all over the world. But I would encourage, back to the question, practice listening. And, and one of the ways you can do it, maybe with, with your husband or your wife or whatever, just lay hands on them and pray for them. Yeah. And then as you're praying, get still yeah. and say, honey, I, I believe you're here. The Lord's saying blah, 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 blah. And see, or see how it works. Or find a friend or somebody yeah. you don't know so well. What's really cool is when you pray and you speak the impression or the feeling that you have and they say, wow, how did you know that? It really builds you up and it increases your gift. And so you practice by just praying for people. And, um, and then as you, as, you, as you get more and more and more and you get better at it, you'll find yourself prophesying to strangers. And I love to give prophetic words to servers at restaurants. Yeah, that was what you were saying too. You know, sometimes we, we tend to, to view the local church as the, the center of attention, but really the, the local church is an equipping place to launch people yeah. out into the world, which the yeah. world's really the center of attention where people yeah. are lost and far from the Lord and need and need to know the love of God. And what a powerful thing when these gifts are used uh, Absolutely. To, to reveal God's heart. So that's awesome. So again, I love what you said. It's for the common good. And then when you think of even the common good in the local church, now we're going to take it outside. So it's for the common good oh, yeah. of the planet Earth. <laughs> this longing to hear about God's heart and God's love for, for them. And, uh, and when you if, when you give a prophetic word to somebody who doesn't know the Lord, so many times they'll say, well, how did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What an open door. Oh, yeah. What an open door to share God Jesus. He loves you. He's, and I don't oh, yeah. know you, but he knows you, and he's getting your attention oh, yeah. here. I, I love all of that. So, Absolutely. So maybe in the time we have left, I, I, you have a couple of amazing books that you brought with you. One, interestingly enough, is answers the question I just asked you. Uh, hear his voice, be his voice, uh, and recognizing and obeying God. Uh, the other book by Dr. Ray Self is called Redeeming Your Past, Finding Your Promised Land. Uh, talk a little bit about those, and, and then how do how do people get a copy? This book, Redeeming Your Past and Finding Your Promised Land, is, is based a little bit on my life. I was a, a corporate businessman. Okay. Um, 
owned over six different companies, worked for some major corporations, owned some companies, owned a software development firm, and um, owned a big national uh, appliance and electronics outlet store, and did some amazing jobs, uh, set up an inventory control system for Graceland. Okay. Uh, did some stuff. Wow. I did some stuff, but I was never, I was always a square peg in a round hole. Okay. And I kept thinking if I make more money, if I buy a better car, if I get a bigger boat, I love boats. If I get a bigger <laughs> boat, I'd be happy. I never could find it because I was not in my call. Yeah. And when I finally accepted and realized that I was called into the ministry, I began to move into my promised land. And I believe God's got a promised land for all of us. It's, it's the place you're created to be, doing the thing you're created to do. And that's where your happiness is. That's where your fulfillment is. And that's where people around you are truly blessed. Wow. And you have to get in there. But the problem is we have issues from our past mm -hmm. that are still manifesting in our present that are keeping us from our future. Right. And we have to deal with this. Yeah. I don't want to go back, but I want to deal with it because it's keeping me. Uh, the, Satan doesn't care about you, but he does care about your purpose. Wow. He attacks your plan. Yeah, he hates you, hates he, you and he, he attacks the plan of God. He doesn't want the plan of God working through you. Yeah. But this is about how to get through that and get into your promised land. Wow. And then, of course, this one is uh, about God's voice and, and the prophetic, not just a prophetic gift, but just hearing him every day. Yeah. I even got some cool chapters in there, like how not to be weird. <laughs> because some people that prophetic get weird. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they do. And there's some practical stuff. And they're, both of these are on Amazon. Well, and that, um, that's what I appreciate about you, appreciate about <laughs> Joe and others. You know, I think we've all we've all seen a, a bad, bad prophetic or, yeah. or carnal or fleshly or whatever, the mixture where mm -hmm. things just seem to be uh, weird or bizarre. But I love that about the Holy Spirit. He's, he's not weird and bizarre. Sometimes he is different. He surprises us. His ways are not our ways, right? And yeah. his thoughts are not our thoughts. Uh, and his power encounters us in ways that sometimes blow our mind. Yeah. But he's, he's a dove. He's, a, he's fire. He's wind. Yeah, he, those right. are the, the images of the Holy Spirit. Right. He's gentle. Right. Uh, and he just reveals the heart of the right. Father. And, yeah, and, uh, and that's really what we want to see. You know, I can't wait for tonight because I know there's going to be just dozens and dozens of people who are going to be impacted uh, by the love of the Father. And, uh, and it's always one of the highlights of my year. So thank you for coming and being a part of that. Thank you Thanks for, for being me. a part of this podcast. Yeah, How can people, I know you have a podcast. Uh, that is uh, well received and, and uh, tell us how people can find out about that. Well, I have a podcast named Self Talk with Dr. Ray Self <laughs> it's part of the Charisma Podcast Network um, cpn.com but you can also just if you Google uh, Self Talk with Dr. Ray Self it'll come up, it's on you know Audible and Apple and yeah, all, those, yeah. all those places and I appreciate that and um my primary website actually is my college website that I was very blessed to found, and that's International College of Ministry. And that's uh, the website is icmcollege.org. There's a lot of free stuff on there, by the way. You might want to check it ICM out. ICM College, and I just want I want Dr. Ray to share a little bit because part of his focus is really equipping Christians in the local church uh, for ministry and being more effective. And, and talk a little bit about that. Some of the degree offerings uh, from uh, ICM. Yeah, I've always just I've always felt like uh, we should have a Holy Spirit filled seminary online, and I wanted to be a church without walls, and so we developed a completely online college over sixteen hundred page website, and uh, it's called International College of Ministry ICMCollege.org. We have degrees, we have associates, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. We are accredited; they're ecclesiastical degrees, but we are accredited. Yep. 
through Holy Spirit film. We have you can major in ministry, theology, uh, Christian counseling has been a very popular degree, and even prophetic ministry. Yeah, and you can do it all online on your own schedule, your own time frame. Yeah, that's awesome. So and we have scholarships for people who have a financial hardship. Oh wow, fantastic! So, and we have one of our ladies from our church is doing that right now she absolutely loves it and uh she's feeling energized and charged and, and better equipped so i encourage you to check that out it is the beginning of a new year this is a time to for focus on growth uh, in fact our series uh here at living stones uh is focusing on how we grow in, in the lord i encourage you to check that out uh, online as well here at lstones.org i hope this has been helpful to you for you today and uh i just want to pray for you in closing maybe you're dealing with something right now uh, by way of a need of breakthrough or just an encounter with the Lord. And Father, we just, uh, as Ray and I have been talking about uh, these gifts of the Holy Spirit, Lord, we just pause right now to pray for people that are listening. We believe that you've set up divine appointments, that even this topic today is, is right where somebody needed to hear. And Father, even now, just speak uh, to those who, who need a breakthrough. I just pray, Lord, you'd help us to hear your voice better, tune our ear to your voice. And Lord, for those who maybe are listening that are that are far from you or maybe have never encountered you, I pray that today, if you're hearing the sound of our voices, that today's for you. And it's the Lord wooing you and he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. And so if we can help you in any way, just get, a, get in touch with us here at Living Stones at 219-663-PRAY. That's 219-663-PRAY. And we would be glad to pray with you. There's people waiting to, to help you in any way uh, that you need help. So Father, bless our folks today. May, may you crown this year with your blessing and favor and lord may we truly move into the fullness of this prophetic anointing and calling that you've uh, designed for us and called us into we give you the praise and the glory now in jesus name amen thanks for tuning in today make sure you follow uh, dr ray on his podcast check that out and uh, get a copy of these books in fact i didn't how, how do they get these books are they available yeah this is a uh... Uh, redeeming Your Past, Finding Your Promised Land, Dr. Ray Stolf, and Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, Amazon.com. Amazon. That's Sweet. the best way to get it. All right, check it out. Until we meet again, have a great week.